What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Official Visit, the podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. And this is our third episode of the Coaches Series, third episode of five, where we're bringing you a coach from each level of college baseball and getting you insights and thoughts into their recruiting process. And today we have Coach Jordan Lux. He is the hitting coach and recruiting coordinator from Parkland College, a junior college in Champaign, Illinois. And Coach Lux was also at Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and he has been at Parkland College for the last two years. And in this interview, we get into why junior college is a good fit, but more importantly, what Parkland College does specifically to develop players to move on to the next level by using social media and other avenues. So let's go. Jordan, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I basically just want to start with why should a high school senior go the junior college route? I mean, especially with 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 COVID and stuff like that, um, D one rosters are are loaded. Um, I mean, some guys are some rosters have sixty to seventy guys, and JUCO just kind of allows you to a better opportunity um, to come in and kind of play right away. You're not playing with twenty four year old grown men and you know twenty three year old grown men, and you know you just got a chance to come in and kind of develop a little bit and you know, get in the weight room more, get some more playing time and, you know, just give yourself a chance after, you know, two years to kind of see where you can get after that. Um, You know, a lot of kids may not have the same offers or they have some smaller school offers or, you know, maybe a walk-on spot at a D1 and, you know, JUCO kind of allows them a chance to get in play, get in the weight room, um, get some college experience and, you know, I mean, never know what happens after that. So Jordan, how has COVID changed things for you guys in terms of recruiting and what you do on a day-to-day basis? For sure. I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of changed everything recruiting wise. Um, we're just, I think it's kind of shown more and more kids that, you know, that, that JUCO is a better option. Um, and I, I think it's, it's starting to blow up a little bit more in that aspect and, we kind of started recruiting at kind of a whole new level um, in terms of talent and just because the the way the D1 rosters have with kids coming back and, you know, players getting an extra year of eligibility. um, It's been huge in that aspect. And uh, on a daily basis, I mean, it's been different here a little bit in terms of, you know, we, we haven't been able to get into our indoor facility. Um, We've had to kind of buy our guys memberships at, a little weight weight place crunch fitness down the road because um, we haven't been able to get into our fitness center, um, you know, and, and obviously you got to wear a mask everywhere you go and do symptom checks and take temperatures and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But as far as the baseball goes, we've actually been pretty blessed. Um, we've, we've been able to full on practice, full on scrimmage each other. Um, we haven't been able to play outside competition, which is something that, um, especially in JUCO, we, we kind of thrive on in the fall, but we've able, we kind of set up a schedule, a little 20 game schedule where, you know, we did walk up music and 
pregame BP and split up the teams into like a green and gold. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, we've kind of been able to get the most out of it, um, you know, and we're definitely blessed in that aspect because there's not, a, I, I know that there's some schools that haven't even touched the baseball field. Yeah. It's, it's super interesting to see kind of how different programs at different levels are kind of handling this the best that they can. But Jordan, I'm curious because COVID has definitely changed the mindset for either recruits or bounce backs. And and you touched on that Juco route has become a very viable option for players. Do you think that is from like a player development standpoint, do you think COVID kind of opened the eyes of some players that they might not want to be bound to an NCAA program for three years? I mean, yeah, you're getting eligibility back with the COVID season. We don't know what might happen moving forward, but do you think that kind of has created a mind shift, both player development yeah, I, wise, I, I but do. also I mean, I going think, forward? You know, for the three years, it, that's kind of always been a thing where, you know, Draft-wise, you if you go to an NCAA program, it's three years. If you go JUCO, it's one year. Um, and and I think that's that's helped a little bit. But I, I think in terms of especially the bounce backs, um, you got a lot of kids who kind of went in their freshman year and you know got onto a D1 campus and you know kind of realized that maybe this school wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, kind of chase the name and you know, a lot of high school kids out there, you know, everyone's dreams to go D1 when you start playing baseball. So it's, you know, I think kids see that dream and, you know, they, they tend to not, I guess, ask the questions of, you know, how am I going to get better? And and what does the roster look like? And where do these kids, you know, the kids that are above me and how many players are at each position and stuff like that. Um, And I think a lot of those kids got on campus and you've got six other shortstops there with you and, you've got full grown men and there's two kids coming in from Juco that, you know, have 600 college at bats under their belt. And, you know, it's just tough. Um, and, and at the D one level, I mean, those guys need to win now, you know, and so it's tough for some of those Juco kids or some of those freshmen to come in and, you know, they're not physically developed yet. And, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's tough to just kind of win playing time, um, over some of those other guys. So I think that's, that's been a, big for us in terms of kids are starting to realize that more um you know and just realizing that like you know juco gives you a chance to come in and just that physical development and and the ability to play for two years um you know and get at bats it's it's just hard to beat it it's hard to develop without getting at bats and playing you know right and i think that's something that we've you know obviously jared and i have seen seen it with guys developing because they they come into Chapman and and you know they get the opportunity to play pretty early and then develop in the weight room as well but I don't think people realize you know just the pure size difference between and just like yeah the size and just physicality and maturity between a college senior and a college freshman you know like people don't talk about that like there's something like I believe in man strength and like the the senior yeah. has that and the freshman might not have that. And just in terms of, I guess this is for the guys who, who are already committed, you know, like once you commit, it's not like the work is over, you know, like you gotta, 
the oh, goal changes. Sure. You you got to be ready to come in and, and try to win a spot, right? Um, and I think Juco, you know, I can't speak to it personally, but just from the guys that I've talked to, um, you know, it, like you've said, it really gives them an opportunity to to develop um, physically and with that experience because that experience part is huge. But, Jordan, I really want to go into uh, – you kind of touched on it, how the D1 schools are super into, into winning, right? And, like, most teams yeah. should be. Do you think there's something different about Parkland when it comes to, you know, like, are you guys trying to win all the time or are you guys trying to develop your guys? to get ready for the draft, to get ready for division one schools or whatever level schools really. Um, what's your like philosophy on that? For sure. Um, so we're, we're a little different. Um, and, and I know not, not all JUCOs are like this, but for us, the, the two priorities for us is development and moving guys on. Um, you know, we've our, uh, our head coach, John Goble and, you know, me and we kind of have an understanding, like, these these kids hopes and dreams when they're sophomores and juniors in high school isn't to go win the MWAC conference championship at Parkland College you know I mean that's not what every kid's goals are um for their baseball career so you know we place development and we place um the ability to move guys on and get guys to that next level um that's 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 the forefront of everything we do um that's the way we train that's the way we practice it's the way we recruit um and we kind of believe that if we can do those two things well the winning kind of comes with it it's just a byproduct of that um you know and we've been we've been good for a long time and have a history of winning and you know i promise you there's there's no one more competitive than me and gobes um when those games start and no one but wants to win more, but I think in just the way that we are day in and day out is not just focused around how many games are we going to win. Um, it's how can we get these guys better? How can we get them moved on? Um, you know, and then we use those guys that we moved on to get the next high school kid and say, hey, well, you know, look where this kid went after us. Look how much better this kid got while he was here. Um, you know, and if we can go win 45 games and make a run at the world series then you know that's that's great um but it's not you know make or break in our program well jordan how i'm curious how what does that look like i mean when you guys get a a high school kid or a bounce back that commits do you guys sit down and then talk about like okay this is where this player's at this is where they need to improve and kind of start to kind of create a development kind of outline for that player before they even get there or when they get in there you kind of see them play a little bit and then you're like okay like we need to move forward with this 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 and this like how does that because you're you're so development oriented we we you know it's it's kind of recruiting those guys that we feel like if we can get them in the weight room um you know and we can and they can get some at bats where could they be in a year or two now um you know, and that's a physical development in the weight room is, is a massive part of it. Um, and so that we kind of look at the tools and it's, you know, this kid's probably a D1 player right now, but, you know, if we can put 20, 30 pounds of muscle on him, um, he gets faster, you know, where could he be then? So from that standpoint, we try and recruit kids that are already kind of the tools that those tools for D1, um, 
But when, when they get here, it's, you know, we'll sit them down and look like, here's where you're at now. Here's, you know, these are, this is probably the range of schools that you could get to if you left right now. Um, you know, and then it's, here's what we need to do to get you to, you know, this other range of schools, this higher range and this higher level, um, you know, and, and for some kids, it's, you just need to hit the weight room, you know, everything baseball wise is kind of there, but they're just tiny, um, you know, and then there's, there's other kids where they're, you know, it's part of their game, they need to, you know, elevate a little bit, they need to, you know, do some different things at the plate and different things with their swing that, that can help them get there. Um, but we, we definitely sit them down and kind of basically look them in the face and, you know, I mean, this is where you're at right now. And, you know, we'll, we'll build a plan and kind of figure out, especially, you know, with pitchers too, you know, you got a kid that's may come in and he's 88, 90 and it's, you know, I mean, okay, like velo wise, you're, you're pretty close, but you know, if we can get you, you know, throwing a little bit harder and, you know, help develop that off speed a little bit better and, um, you know, just more pitchability and stuff like that, you know, then you can, you know, get to this school. So it's, it's definitely something we are very upfront and honest and letting them know, here's where you're at. Here's where we got to do to get you to where you need to be. And I think that is, I mean, realistic expectations upfront for players, especially young players, I think is the biggest motivating factor because if you can sit them down and be like look this is where you're at this is where we think you can get if you put in the work and i think that's a huge a huge part of early player development (laughs) but but jordan so i'm so on the recruitment aspect of it when you're out looking for players and this is this is for for our listeners who are either seniors in high school i mean we've got questions from seniors in high school who aren't committed yet what what tools are you looking for because you mentioned you're looking for toolsy guys that potentially have those d1 tools that need to develop a little bit like what specifically are you looking for either in games or showcases or like what like stands out or what can players do to kind of yeah, show no, their I mean, skill level the, a little the bit biggest better thing for me when i go out is we're we're kind of you know, it's, it's positionally based, but we're, we're looking for athletes, man. Um, that's, that's the number one thing we're, we're looking for kids that, that are athletic, um, you know, that can kind of, they make kind of things look easy out there. Um, you know, and it's obviously there's kids that you go after that may not have that, that D one athleticism or whatever, but there's, I guess it's just something you're looking for someone to stand out. Um, you know, I, I don't think when we go on the road, we're looking and we're out there saying like, okay, that kid over there's a node brainer D one. We're not going after him. That kid's a Juco kid. We're going after him. I, I, you know, I think we try and recruit as if we're at LSU, um, you know, or, or at those top schools, you know, I, I think we, we take that mindset, like we're just going after the same best players um, that anyone else is, you know, and then you try and build the relationship with that kid and, um, you know, figure out what his goals and dreams are. But yeah, when, when we're on the, out on the road, I don't know if it's so much of, you know, the the kid that's sprinting on and off the field, um, you know, just, but it's, it's something that, that stands out to you, you know, that gets you to, 
kind of watch that kid and it's okay. Like, well, that, that's interesting. Like, you know, let's see what he does here. And then, you know, from there it's stuff like that. So it's, I know that's probably not the best answer for a, a high school senior looking to figure out what he needs to do on the field. Um, you know, but it, it's just, it's, it's kind of the way we look at it. Just we're looking for the athletes, um, you know, and we, we want the studs just like anyone else does. Right. Is, I mean, would this be a good way to remind players, you know, that, that coaches are looking for, for potential. It's not necessarily what you're doing like at the moment, like whether that's good or bad, you know, you get these guys that are like, okay, I went eight for 10 in a showcase. Like, why am I not getting recruited? And like, obviously that's great, but you know, like there's so much to be said about how you play the game, like the athleticism, the rhythm and timing of your game. Um, those have to all be things you're looking for as well. Right. No doubt. No doubt. It, and it's, yeah. And like, it, w- there's kids that we've gone out and seen and I mean, the kid may have gone over four, um, but I, I like the way he plays the game. I like, you know, the way he handles himself. I, I think the, you know, there's something that sticks out about him um, from an athletic standpoint or from a physical standpoint. And, you know, we could go in on him where there's a kid, maybe that's four for four, you know, and he's, things just the way he's kind of handling himself you don't like or certain aspects of his game where you feel like you know he probably won't fit um you know in our program so it's yeah it's it's definitely not a statistical based right you know recruiting right jordan how much you know how much do you guys use social media for recruiting your players oh i think we do it a ton. Um, you know, I, we are, we are huge into the content, um, you know, and I just think that's today's landscape of, of baseball, you know, how many kids are on Twitter, um, you know, and seeing that stuff. And, you know, we use it, we use it for both aspects. We use it to try and blast our players out there, um, you know, and, get as much content as possible to where as many coaches can see it and see our guys and see what they're doing daily. Um, and at the same time, we do it to try and help our high school recruiting. Um, you know I mean? We want kids to see what our program's about and see the day ins and day outs of our program and be like, man, like that's sick. Like, you know I mean? Look what Parkland's doing and look what this is doing. So social media has been huge for us. And I think it's over the last year, it's just kind of, put us at another level um, in terms of recruiting. I mean, there's, there's kids I'll hit up that have never don't really know much about Parkland, but all they've seen is our Twitter page, Um, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's, that's big for us. Um, And and especially just getting, getting content out about our players. You know, we, we try and basically video everything, Um, you know, so that at any given day, I mean, we can blast out, you know, this is, Nicholas Fazari, you know, went one for two today with an oppo bomb. Here's the mm-hmm. video, you know, left-handed hitting catcher, ultra defensive, like receives it well. Like, you know, you just never know who's going to come across that tweet um, mm-hmm. and what school. And, and so that's, yeah, that's major for us. I think, so this is something I was actually thinking about like within the last week. And, you know, I, in our previous episodes, we've talked about the importance of social media or just like, you know, selling yourself, like taking video of yourself and, and emailing it and blasting it out to coaches. But for sure, what I think 
you know, you hear that whole idea of like, if you're good enough, like they'll find you. And to an extent, that's very true. But for any college coach to, you know, like drive out or fly out to go meet you or watch you in person, if you're not in like a baseball hotspot, like that's a lot of money, you know, I, um, and, and as like for high schoolers, I think people have to realize, you know, there are a lot of high school ball players out there. And if you're not actively showcasing yourself or just like advertising yourself via social media and video, it's, it's not impossible to get found, but you know, you have to have a 98 mile an hour as an 18 year old. That's just how it works. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it was just something I was, I was really thinking about, but the whole, the whole idea of you guys helping your guys out, um, within, you know, like getting them to transfer with how much video you guys take, uh, when I saw it on Twitter is, is pretty amazing. Yeah. And it's, I mean, like you said, there, there's kids that, you know, are just known it and, you know, it, it doesn't take 50 videos on Twitter for a, a school to call and know that, you know, this kid's pumping 93, 95 and, you know, everyone knows about him. Um, you know, but I definitely think the more video and the more content you can get out on yourself, I mean, just the, the more eyes you're putting yourself in front of and, you know, the better opportunities you're giving yourself, especially with high school kids. I mean, D1s can't even get out on the road right now, um, you know, and even even when they are out on the road, I mean, what's the, the recruiting budgets, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's some schools are a lot smaller, some schools are a lot more and, you know, they're, they have to pick and choose which tournament they're going to on, you know, I mean, you can't be at six tournaments at once, right? you know, and, you know, D1 staffs, they've got three guys that can go out and recruit um, at most. So, you know, and that's, that's if your team has the weekend off and there's no one, there's no practice or anything, you know, if there's practice, usually you got one guy out on the road. So it's, you know, I mean, that guy can't just go see four tournaments, um, you know, so that's definitely the video aspect. And, and I think the, the biggest thing in the video is just all it, all you have to do is just pique someone's interest, um, you know, and, and then from there it's okay, well, this kid's interesting, you know, I mean, let me see if I can find a way to go see him play from there, um, you know, and then you can get out and go watch him, but it's, I just think the video aspect of that is is super important um, just to try and get as many eyes out and you just never know whose interest you're going to be. I think that is something that isn't really thought about right now regarding the recruiting budgets for a lot of schools, because as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, wow, like that, especially during COVID right now, I'm sure that has played a major role in the whole recruiting process for a lot of programs. And that was something I didn't even think about. And I think that is making a JUCO route or a transfer route a lot more appealing to a lot of people just because it's it's becoming that much more difficult to to get in front of coaches. But for, for those that don't really know, can you kind of – Give the Spark Notes version. Okay, so <clears throat> as far as you know, and every school is different. Some schools live in that transfer portal, um, you know, and, and they're going to bring a ton in every year. Um, we we tend to we're we're definitely going to hit the transfer portal um, every year, but we tend to kind of pride ourselves a little bit more on the high school player um, and the development process. So, 
we kind of use the transfers to fill a need more. Um, you know, but, but that process is, you know, I mean, you've got kids that, that go D1 and it's just not what they thought it was, or, you know, maybe they're not good enough at the time and, you know, they get in. And so they're looking for, you know, a Juco to bounce back to so that they can get back to that level or get to the right fit after that. Um, you know, and so it's, there's, there's a ginormous transfer portal and you go in and you kind of look through these names and you see names and you kind of try and do your research on a certain kid. And, um, you know, from there, it's basically just like recruiting them, um, you know, and those kids come in and, you know, I mean, they, they're basically just giving themselves another chance to, to get in and try and come and play and, you know, get bounced to another program. Um, you know, and, and then in terms of getting our guys transferred out, um, you know, it's, it's a thing where we, we are okay with our freshmen um, transferring out after one year. Um, I, I, there's some schools that aren't, but for us, it's try and get as much content out and, and get guys, you know, to that, to that point where they're recruitable by a D1. Um, you know, some guys are farther along, but it's trying to get them to that point. And, and from there, it's just, trying to talk with schools what are their needs uh, you know I mean some kids they they have a dream of you know going to this certain school this big power five school but that that school might not have a need for you know an outfielder that year um, so it's talking to different schools and figuring out who who has a need at a certain spot and trying to find them the right um, you know program where they're going to go play too I mean we don't we're not just chasing big names you know we don't want our guys going and sitting in the bench or you know, into programs that we don't think they fit well at. We want our guys to go and, and perform well and play and get opportunities um, after this. So we just try and find them the right fit. And, you know, I think from, from there, that's that's all I can think of right now. Right. Jordan, do you do you guys mostly reach out to, to coaches where in schools where you think it's a good fit for a player or will those coaches reach out to you you know, like, how does that work for um, for your players? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, we're we we kind of pride ourselves like our our name and our kind of reputation um, with coaches and their ability to trust us is huge for us because you know, I mean, we're not just gonna send you know, I'm not just gonna call this certain school and say like, oh, this kid's a stud. You know, I mean, you got to go get him if you know he's not. So, you know, I mean, we need them to trust us and, um, you know, just for, for the future too. So there, there are kids where, you know, I think we, we hit up a certain coaches that we know um, and have established connections with and, and stuff like that and kind of let them know, hey, what do you guys need um, for this year? You know, and maybe they're looking for, you know, a catcher that is more defensive than, you know, or maybe a, we're looking for a big first baseman that can hit. Um, you know, and so if we feel like we've got a guy that fits that, then, you know, okay, here's, here's this person and here's all the information on him. Um, you know, and then the same happens the other way where we get schools all the time that hit us up and they're like, Hey, what do you guys have for this? This is what I need. What do you guys have, um, in terms of this, or it's, Hey, I saw a video of this kid. Um, uh, what can you tell me about him? Um, so it, it definitely happens both ways. Um, you know, and we'll send out 
we'll we'll do we'll do emails and you know kind of send make a player profile sheet where hey these are all our you know sophomore arms here's our position players um here's video on everyone if anyone sticks out to you you know kind of let us know and um we'll go from there so it's 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 pretty much a little bit of everything right and i think you were able to kind of put a very very good light on the junior college route because like like you said a little bit earlier sometimes guys don't even think about it as an option uh, unless they feel they're not good enough or their grades aren't good enough and they can't get into to a four-year university but i think junior college is an excellent way to if if you want to get to those bigger schools but you're you're not ready yet i mean like like we talked about the the age difference, the maturity difference, the physicality difference between an 18-year-old coming out of high school yeah. and sometimes a 24, 25-year-old redshirt senior is is night and day. And the player development that can go on at many, many junior colleges around the country, but especially uh, at Parkland, is 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 it's you're you're ready to go to the next level. And I think you you put that perfectly for, for a lot of our listeners and kind of open their eyes. But Jordan, I thank you so much for, for coming on the show uh, today. Uh, you, a lot of great content in this one and, and I, I appreciate it and uh, best of luck uh, going forward, not only with, with no this doubt. season, well, I, this I recruiting season, but seasons um, to come, man. Know, Thanks again so much. Thank, thank uh, Fuzz for me for, setting it up but you know i i enjoyed it so i i appreciate you guys what's up guys we really hope you enjoyed that interview with coach lux um he provided some great information about parkland college but also about the juco route in general um you know that was part three of our five-part coaching series. We got two more left for you at the D2 and D1 level. Um, And, you know, for those Juco Bandits, we got some more episodes coming for you um, with current Juco players to talk about their experience as well. Um, If you have any questions, want to reach out to us, we're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and you can even reach out to us via email. Um, Thanks again for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,